This podcast is brought to you by the extension and communication for the Australian Cherry Industry Project, funded by Hort Innovation using the Cherry Research and Development Levy and funds from the Australian Government. For more information, please visit horticulture.com.au. Welcome to the Cherry Picked Podcast, the podcast that brings you the sweetest insights, tips and stories from the world of cherry growing, packing and consuming. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm here to connect with growers, researchers and enthusiasts to share the wisdom, experience and innovations that make cherry growing a rewarding experience. Whether you're tending to a backyard tree or managing hectares of orchard, this podcast is your go-to resource for everything cherry related. So let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Cherry Picked Podcast. I hope you're all having a fantastic day today wherever you are. Currently in New South Wales we've just finished our cherry harvest so I know a few growers are sitting back after Christmas with their feet up uh, which is great but wherever you are in the world I hope you're having a good day. Today I have another fantastic guest uh, Stephanie Tabone from Applied Horticulture Research. I've known Steph for a few years now and I've been watching her journey through the hort industry and her different roles and I'm really excited to talk to her today about her career and why a young person is so um, passionate about horticulture and what keeps her in the horticulture industry. So Steph, welcome. Do you want to start today by telling us a little bit about yourself and your role and what hort industries you work in? Thanks, Jess, and thanks for having me on the podcast. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, so I'm, I'm currently living in Sydney. I'm working as a horticultural researcher, as Jess mentioned, at a company called Applied Horticultural Research. Uh, so AHR is a private research company, and currently in my role, I'm working uh, or managing two national communication and extension projects. One of them is for the vegetable industry, and you may have heard of it. It's called Soil Wealth and Integrated Crop Protection. And the other one is for the potato industry, and we have um, branded it Potato Link. So uh, <laughs> both of the projects that I'm working on are hot innovation projects funded through grower levies. Um, and the goal of them is to more or less like cherry picked and, and the project that you're working on, Jess, but to, to bring new research and best practice information to growers, um, but in an engaging way. The ultimate goal is really to support them to improve their productivity, profitability and sustainability of their farming businesses, which is really exciting. Yeah, and and one of the things that I like, so this current project, most of the growers would know it is an extension project delivered by Horde Innovation too, but the opportunity for the cherry extension project to have a look at what the potato industry are doing or what the veggie industry are doing and seeing if, you know, there's something that we can learn or um, look at in the different industries. So I'm really excited to hear that you know, you've got both of those projects and I'll be interested to see some of the outputs and how we might be able to do them in the cherry industry. But before you started with your hort projects at Applied Hort Research, I know you've had a couple of different roles, um, most of them all being in hort, but can you tell us a little bit about your journey and career moves and have you always been interested in horticulture? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a good question. Um, actually, um, like my career in horticulture, I think has been pretty exciting so far. And it stems, I'm, I'm not actually from a farming background. I'm, I was based in Sydney, didn't really have anything to do with agriculture. Um, I love being outdoors and getting my hands dirty and 
and actually had a passion for animals, so never really envisaged a career in horticulture. But as I uh, was growing up, I you know studied agriculture as a subject at school and then you know continued studying agriculture at uni. And it really just opened the doors to me to horticulture as an industry and how many diverse career paths there are within the industry. So um, once I finished uni, I was really keen to get out of Sydney and get my hands dirty and get some on the ground experience. So um, I worked, I moved to Southeast Queensland with my now husband um, and we worked in a town called Calbar, which is about an hour southwest of Brisbane and worked for a vegetable grower and packer. And they, they were vertically integrated and very innovative. Um, the company was called Calfresh and people uh, in the industry there just welcomed us with open arms. People from Sydney didn't have much experience in the industry. They kind of treated us like family. It was really kind really kind of them and a, a nice warm place to, to be. So since then, oh, my experience has been like really positive and I haven't really wanted to leave the hort industry because of it. So it's been, yeah, it's been nice. And so you started off in the vegetable industry up in Queensland and then I know that you've worked then for Corteva Ag. So what was your role with the Corteva team? When I finished uh, my role at at Calfresh, I moved back to Sydney to be closer to family um, and worked at Corteva AgriScience um, as a regulatory and stewardship manager. I was particularly passionate about the um, correct use of agricultural chemicals and handling um, and in that role, would work closely with our sales team and, and people out in the field about stewardship um, and also worked as a sales representative myself. So we'd be out in the field mm-hmm. talking to growers. So the two roles hand in hand worked quite well together to really understand uh, what was happening in the field, but then also um, how we could improve or, or enhance training and education around stewardship of agricultural chemicals. Um, so then after working at Corteva, I was pretty keen to continue um, that kind of path, working closely with growers and wanted to shift uh, my career a little bit, more more focusing on uh, the agronomy side of things and, and improving a system more holistically, looking at rotations, soils, disease management and pest management. Uh, so tried to yeah encompass something a little bit more practical and out in the field, um, which aligned mm. quite closely to my, my personal interests. I, I really like what you said before when you're making these career decisions is looking at your values and understanding, you know, what, what makes you tick and something that I picked up knowing you've, you know, through the Young Farming Champions but also when you are just talking then, you're really people-focused and that's one of the good things about the horticulture industry is that it is often family farms you're working with and when you've got the values of family and and wanting to help people and, and aligning them with your career, um, the hoard industry is such a great place to start. I also liked how you said that you've had an exciting career from the start because that's one of the things that we like hearing, especially if young people are listening to this, that the hoard industry is an exciting place. But one of the most exciting things that is going to happen for you in 2024 is Uh, your Nuffield scholarship. And I'm wondering if you could talk to the listeners about what a Nuffield is, if people haven't heard of that before, although I know um, there have been a few growers in even New South Wales, cherry growers who have gone on a Nuffield scholarship. Um, But what that program is and what your role in that will be and what will your project be? 
Yeah, so um, for those who might not know, Nuffield is a charity organisation and it really aims to bring positive change to agriculture by giving emerging leaders the opportunity to travel overseas, to learn from others and then bring those learnings back to Australian agriculture. Um, so part of the scholarship involves choosing a topic to research and mm -hmm. that is of interest to you and your industry and then being able to yeah, bring that knowledge back to Australia and share it. And, and the topic might not just be relevant to your industry, but also other industries so that the learnings can be transferable. So it's a real experiential um, scholarship. So the topic um, that I've chosen to do for my Nuffield is looking at the effective use of legumes as an alternative nitrogen source, primarily in vegetable farming systems. As you know, many growers are looking to reduce their input costs and looking to produce more sustainably. And so, looking at, uh, uh, and so they are looking at organic sources of nitrogen uh, to reduce their nitrogen fertilizer use. Uh, so one thing for me that I'm particularly keen on uh, developing through the Nuffield Scholarship is almost like a toolkit or rules of thumb that a grower can use and apply on their farm on how best to use legumes to supply nitrogen. Okay. So it might be um, like the timing of planting or termination of a legume crop, the choice of species, whether you're growing it in rotation with as a cover crop to your cash crop or whether it's intercropping and then how do you yeah, manipulate also the release of nitrogen from the organic residues from the legume crop to align with the demands of your vegetable or horticultural crop. So uh, I think these kind of principles are more or less transferable across industries as well. Like some of it might be really relevant to the uh, not only the vegetable industry, but also to potentially tree crops or um, the grains industry. I know that um, there are a lot of growers who have pastures that are using legumes for nitrogen in, in the dairy industry. So it'll be pretty exciting to look outside horticulture and outside yeah. vegetables and see what other industries are doing and then be able to apply those principles back here. Yeah, and I mean, we've just started the journey within, uh, I know the apple industry are looking at this quite closely through the um, PIPs for Profit program, which is another hort innovation project, but much so the cherry industry are also looking into this area. And we were just talking offline before around potentially Steph having a look into our intercrop, inter-row systems, but also our under-tree management and traditionally most growers will have the bare herbicide strip and maybe we need to look at potentially having cover crops under the trees and what that might do with yeah, the nitrogen and does it less, uh, does it reduce the amount of nitrogen that we need to put on for the tree? Um, how does that impact fruit quality then? If we're adding more nitrogen to the soil, will that then have a detrimental impact to fruit quality? But I also like how you're looking at how to manage that because it's all well and good putting the legumes in and hoping for the best but how do you actually then manage those legumes are you fertilizing them and, and that'll be really interesting too so growers have that toolkit um to know what seeds know what species and then yeah um how to then keep them as profitable as possible yeah, the most exciting thing I think is also being able to take those learnings and in my role as an extension, communication extension officer, more or less, um, being able to share those learnings to a broad audience and then we can connect between different comms and extensions projects about how yeah. the principles can be applied. So it's, yeah, it's pretty exciting to know that the learnings are there, but also that they're going to be able to be communicated um, more broadly. Exactly. And I'll be watching keenly so I can share Steph's uh, reports and what she finds. 
um, because one of the exciting things about Enoughfield is actually going overseas and looking at different systems as well. Steph, have you chosen your countries that you're looking at going to or have you got someone who's world leading in this area that you're going to have a talk to? Yeah, I've been on the lookout and have been doing a bit of research so far. So Nuffield will kick off this year for me. So there'll be a fair bit of overseas travel. Um, A couple of the places that I'm looking at, uh, particularly looking at Europe, uh, around Sweden, Denmark, Germany, uh, there are growers and researchers looking very closely um, inorganic farming systems, but also conventional systems at using legumes for nitrogen. And there's been a fair bit of work going on there. Uh, in the States, they are very keen on cover cropping and, and the mm. principles of regenerative agriculture. So I'm very much interested in, in what they're doing around legumes there. And then also part of the scholarship takes us to Brazil for a conference amongst all of the scholars for 2024. And Brazil is one of the largest producers of soybeans in the world. So it's a great place to look at how they're producing soybeans and whether they're focusing their attention on using the soybeans to supply their own nitrogen rather than putting it on and and how they're doing that effectively in rotation with other crops. So a few places I'm, I'm keen to head to, but I'm sure there'll be a couple of others that pop up on my radar as I delve into the topic a bit more. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that when you get overseas, someone will tell you, oh, you have to see such and such. They're doing this. And again, like we were talking about before, the hoard industry is quite well connected. So I'm sure the growers over there will have lots of exciting places that you can go and go and see. But I'm really excited to watch your journey. And I'm sure the growers who listen to this will be keen to see how you go and and what you find out. And particularly even in Brazil, that's that'd be quite interesting, too. Apart from your Nuffield as well, I just want to change track a little bit and ask you about what specific aspects of hort do you find most rewarding and enjoyable and why do you do you find that? Uh, the main thing for me is diversity of the horticulture industry, um, the different crops, the different production systems, growing regions, and then primarily the, the diversity of careers that you can have within the industry. I really enjoy doing something different every day and learning constantly. So um, for me, that's um, really kept the industry exciting for me and and has provided numerous opportunities. And I'd say that the thing that I find most rewarding is working with growers. They are incredibly intelligent and innovative people. They're very resilient and it's been really fulfilling working side by side with them to achieve their goals, um, in, particularly in my current role as an, a communication extension person. Yeah, and, and one of the things as well, like you said, increased resilience and the horticulture industry has to be so resilient. I would assume it's similar to vegetables as well, but, you know, we're so weather dependent and because the trees are stuck in the ground, you can't move them, um, we're kind of at the mercy. So, yeah, it, that is one of the things that you find that many of the growers are very resilient. Touching on that then as well, like I just mentioned, every industry has its challenges. What are some of the current challenges in the veggie industry that you guys have to deal with? I'd say um, two, the two that come to mind for me are the cost of production and like you just mentioned, weather. Weather is a really hard one. If I just start with cost of production first, at the moment, um, growers are experiencing really high input costs, whether it be around fertilisers, ag chemicals, labour, inputs, any other inputs around the packing side of things, it's really just putting so much pressure on them and squeezing their their margins. Um, so for us in the vegetable industry, we've been focusing particularly closely, at least through our projects, on 
looking at how growers can improve efficiencies. And in some cases, it might look like going back to some of the fundamental principles, like fertilizer, for example, making sure you're testing before you're putting in your crop and Mm -hmm. uh, taking plant samples throughout the crop so you can monitor nutrient levels. And then one step further past that is the use of uh, more advanced techniques like precision agriculture and understanding the variability around the paddock. So um, it's really taking us back to some of the fundamental best practices, but also then combining it with new and innovative technologies. And then on the weather side of things, it's you're constantly at the mercy of weather and it's it's out of yeah. your control. So it's about building resilience in your farming system and ensuring that you have a healthy system healthy soils, ground cover to prevent erosion, you're using the likes of cover cropping uh, to really build resilience so that when when you are affected by extreme events around temperature and flooding and bushfires and whatnot, that we're able to bounce back and and deal with those. Yeah, exactly right. And it's so important um, when you're talking about nutrition and, and what we were talking about before is that the cost of inputs and how much fertilizer we're putting on, that's all becoming so critical and and you know, margins are becoming smaller and smaller. So understanding your crop and doing leaf analysis throughout the season is really important and something that we want to start picking up a lot more on in the cherry industry as well. Now, I would really like to know what your plans are for the future and if you'd have any interest in coming to perennial horticulture in the future and what advice do you have for someone um, who's trying to enter the, the horticulture industry? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I really enjoy working in research at the moment and finding solutions to our challenges today. And then also working with growers to be able to implement those solutions and and share it in an engaging and exciting way. So if I'm working in that space, I think I'll be happy. Um, (laughs) In terms of advice for people coming into um, into a career in horticulture or just starting out in the industry, Um, As we sort of talked about before, I would just say stay true to your values and do something that you enjoy. Uh, Me personally, I've always enjoyed being outdoors, connecting with people. Um, So I've always looked for roles that allow me to to do that and fulfill my passions. So I think that's important um, in your happiness in your role day to day. Yeah, exactly right. And that's the good thing as well that we have working in Hort, you have a very diverse day Sometimes you're inside, sometimes you're out in the field, sometimes you're attending a workshop. And that's one of the things that I, when people ask me, why should I work in the horticulture industry or agriculture in general? And that's the diversity and and the people that you meet. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Steph, before we let you go? And where can growers get in touch with you if they're interested about your Nuffield or the work that you do in the Um, vegetable industry. Thanks, Jess. Um, I'd just like to add, I strongly encourage anyone who'd like to pursue a career in horticulture to definitely consider it. It's been incredibly fulfilling for me and I have been welcomed with open arms by people in the industry. Uh, And I'm really excited about what the future holds for my career, but also the industry um, and look forward to opportunities to come through Nuffield. And uh, if you're looking to get in touch with me, whether it be about um, my role in, in vegetables or also the Nuffield side of things, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn or um, my email address is stephanie.tobone at ahr.com.au. Thanks. Thanks, Steph. And and what I'll do is I will pop Steph's email in the show notes and a little bit about where you can find her and, and um, some more information on the Nuffield scholarships if anyone's interested. Thank you, Steph, so much for taking your time out of your really busy schedule and 
we really appreciate you coming on and and um, talking all about vegetables and and hopefully one day we might get you in the perennial hort space. <laughs> thanks, Jess, and thanks for having me. No worries. We'll catch you all next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cherry Picked Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and refer us to a friend. If you have any feedback or guest suggestions, please get in touch via the contact information in the show notes. Happy growing and we will catch up in the next episode.